Hi everyone, and welcome to what I'm calling Wilfred, what I learned from reading and educational discourse. Catchy, no? I want to first say thank you to all of you listening. This is of course my first recording, and your support in this project means a lot. With the formalities out of the way, let us delve into our very first book. I thought this book was fitting for our first discussion, as I'll aim to utilise some of its lessons both now and in the future. With five-star reviews from such people as Mark Manson, a number one New York Times best-selling author, and Ariana Huffington, the founder of Huffington Post, and selling over 4 million copies, this book may not need an introduction to some of you. James Clear is a well-respected author and public speaker, who primarily focuses on habits, also speaking on self-awareness and continuous improvement. As aforementioned, he is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Atomic Habits, selling over 4 million copies. This book embodies both its secondary titles, as once you read it, you'll understand how to apply its easy and proven methods to form good habits and break bad ones. You will also develop an understanding on how tiny changes can compound into remarkable results. It is clear that James, no pun intended, believes in his content, and is passionate about this area, as the book is both easy to read and hard to put down. What follows is a summary of what I have learned from reading James's work. Suffice to say that it was difficult to condense the pages upon pages of notes I have written whilst reading it. As such, I would very much recommend, if this discussion motivates you to do so, buying a copy of Atomic Habits yourself. I truly see books like these as an investment in yourself. I imagine that I will most likely not portray James's ideas and recommendations as eloquently as he would like, which is why I would also recommend that you do what I have done. Buy the book, take notes, and highlight key points which strike you as you read. If I cannot convince you to do so, please feel free to take notes as you listen instead. Before proceeding, I would like to point out that the presented notes and ideas will be out of order relative to the chapters of Atomic Habits. If you would like to adhere to these, there are numerous book summaries on the internet you can find. However, for the sake of this video, the quotes and ideas which jumped out to me have been grouped into three main topics, these being success, goals, and mentality to behaviour. As you may note during the discussion, some of these points are interrelated, so feel free to create your own system. As James would agree, these are particularly important in achieving goals and sustaining habits. Lastly, you'll notice that I use direct quotes from James's book, building on these using my own experiences or giving my own interpretations. Obviously because of this, I must also note that the direct quotes I provide remain the property of James Clear, and I do not claim ownership of any of his writings or ideas. Without further ado, let's jump into the content. Cha-cha, let's go. Part 1. Success. Changes, however small, compound into remarkable results if you persist. This is the major theme of the book, and its methodology is simple. Small results add up. However, compounding only takes effect if you cling to the habits you have built, continuously striving to synthesize additional positive habits as well as destroying the negative ones. This is confirmed by James, as he also writes, Success is a product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations. It's healthy to look up to people for inspiration, direction, guidance, and most importantly, wisdom. Therefore, you may come across individuals who attain a level of success. Observing this success will evoke one of two main responses from most people. These being, I could have achieved what they have if it weren't for my bung knee, or most commonly, they just got lucky. The latter is a supremely poisonous ideology. As James confirms, until you work as hard as those you admire, don't explain away their success as luck. Chances are, these individuals have implemented numerous positive habits and obliterated the negative ones along their journey, which has, in turn, allowed them to reap the associated benefits. Additionally, they are no less susceptible to being struck with adversity. 
The difference, however, is that, as James writes, when successful people fail, they bounce back quickly. It should be no surprise then that these people, as well as being more successful than their naysayers, are well versed in coming to terms with and overcoming this adversity. Many refer to this as resilience or grit. The difference between most people and the successful minority is that when faced with this adversity or perceived plateau, they continue to seek other ways to improve. Through this trial and error, those who are truly successful may have found their true calling, or at the very least, one of their strengths. As James writes, once we realize our strengths, we know where to spend our time and energy. The successful individuals most people find the need to explain away have been honing their skills and habits in the area of focus, while their haters, for lack of a better term, have been seeking to invalidate that success, rather than focusing on their own perceived strengths. Unfortunately for these people, they have not found their greatest strength. The successful people, however, have found pleasure in celebrating their 1% wins every day, and their efforts have been compounded into something truly great. James writes, The only way to become excellent is to be endlessly fascinated by doing the same thing over and over. Also writing, the secret to getting results at last is to never stop making improvements. Part 2. Goals. We are so focused on figuring out the best approach that we never get around to taking action. This quote really resonates with me. When I first read it, it felt like an epiphany. I've been guilty of this my entire life, yet mostly within my teen years and early 20s. We are so scared of being judged, not only by those we care about, but by strangers, acquaintances, and even people we don't care for, when, more than likely, they are too occupied with their own problems, dreams, and aspirations. I compare this to when a person starts attending a gym. Very seldom do they not experience some form of self-doubt, or the feeling that all eyes are on them that they are being judged for not feeling immediately comfortable with every piece of equipment. When, in reality, 99% of gym goers are too focused on their own self-progress to notice what that individual is doing. And the other 1%, let's be honest, they aren't worth their energy. Herein lies the issue. We should not be concerned with what others think, but due to our environmental conditioning, sometimes we cannot help it. It is equally important to be aware of this predisposition and realise that, as they say, success is a marathon, not a sprint. Don't be overly concerned with what others might think. Find what interests you and chase it, and chase it hard. Most importantly, instead of striving for perfection out the gate, sometimes we just need to get the ball rolling. We can then sustain strengths and improve weaknesses along the way. I understand this may create more questions, the main one being, how do we chase it? It is easy to quote the throwaways like, just get it done, keep grinding, or something similar. But as James says, the greatest failure to success is not failure, but boredom. It seems the key then is, don't get bored. (laughs) I know, it's easier said than done. However, I'm sure if I asked you, what is the key to achieving your dreams and aspirations? Many of you would at least mention goals. We all know that setting and striving to achieve goals is paramount practice in attaining success. Yet so many of us are guilty of not setting goals, and those who do, find it hard to achieve them. So, why is this? Well, James states, winners and losers have the same goals. So maybe it's not as simple as simply setting goals. Perhaps there is a piece of the puzzle we are all missing. Well, there is, but I mentioned it briefly earlier. We need not only set goals, but also strive to achieve them. James refers to these as systems. Goals consist of the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the process that leads to those results. Also writing, goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for progress. James provides a lot of information on systems. Covering the information in detail to do his work justice would require another video in of itself. 
which is exactly why I recommend you buy the book. But for me, the most efficient method to ensure that your systems are being adhered to is by creating a SMART goal. For those of you who are unaware, SMART is an acronym for the steps required to set and adhere to a certain goal. One must ensure that their goal is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. I would recommend that, if you have your own goal, you research this strategy further, apply its principles, and most importantly, stick to the plan. I refer you back to James's quote, Winners and losers have the same goals. The difference between winners and losers is exactly what we have just covered. Process versus dreams. Which side will you be on? Our plan is one thing, but devotion to our systems is another. I'll round out this part with another quote, which bookends it nicely. Ultimately, it is your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. Part 3. Mentality to Behavior The seed of every habit is a single, tiny decision. This part of the recording will be short and snappy, but I won't underplay its importance. Remember James's main teaching point? Small habits don't add up, they compound. But what is at the core of these habits? Why do we have so many, albeit positive or negative? Well, the title of this part answers this question. At the core of each habit is a single decision, and I'm sure I don't need to tell you that we make plenty of those each and every day. The difference between positive and negative habits is that decision, as well as every other decision we make and have made. Whether or not we make the bed, whether we have enough time to make our breakfast, whether we choose to have enough time for a workout, yes, choose, and many more. This explains the importance of compounding and how and why it's so powerful. We make so many decisions in a day and it is up to you how they snowball. As James states, if nothing changes, nothing is going to change. Decide who you are and prove it to yourself through small wins. James also writes, don't wish you were a more disciplined person. Instead, create a more disciplined environment. For those of you listening to this, perhaps this is and was the first step you required to set your dreams in motion. But remember, these thoughts of greatness or improvement must be followed up by an action. Please remember what I believe to be the most vital piece of information from this book, the power of identity-based habits. To establish a positive habit, you must first convince yourself that you're already that person. Start from the finish line and work backwards. It's like a teacher designing an assessment task with their perceived outcome for students in mind. If you want to start running three times a week, tell yourself that you're already a runner, your identity. Then, for every run you finish, you gain the benefit of proving yourself right, your performance. Then, enjoy the benefits of everyone else in your life acknowledging your hard work, which adds fuel to the fire and confirms your identity, outcomes. It's not easy to become a runner, but it's a lot easier if you convince yourself that you already are one. Please, apply James's principles. I've made a promise to myself to do the same. And as a result, many more episodes like this will follow. I hope you will join me in achieving our dreams. If you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Please feel free as well to leave a comment and clickety-clack that ringle-dingle button so you don't miss the next episode of Wilfred. I hope this is extended to my next one. Until then, stay driven. Oh, my God.